Hello Cryptonauts, today we are recording for November 19th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in, which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, we're not going to get started with the top 10 daily stats quite yet, because first I want to apologize to all my listeners. I've been having a lot of computer issues. I've been getting the blue screen of death regularly now. I'm not sure what's going on. I've tried to work on it over and over again. Um... And it doesn't seem to be of any use. So um, I, I don't know what to do at this point. I'm just trying my best. Hopefully it stays on long enough for me just to get one recording in. Um, I'm over a month behind in recording. This is unfortunate because, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to be this far behind. Um, so it is what it is. I just got to just grind through it. Uh, what else? Um, I do have a, uh, a quick little web game that I built called uh, Sato- Run Satoshi Run that if you go to uh, the Discord app, you can see the link there and check it out. I built it on um, ISPF. Um, Also, I I created a crypto coin for Cryptocurrency Chat for any of my guest speakers that are interested in uh, jumping on in. It's a little gift token that I give to to those that that participate on the podcast. So um, it's a a fun little token. Uh, So far, everyone's enjoying it. It's a nice little little thing. Um, So with that said, now let's get started with your top 10 daily stats starting off with bitcoin settling at $22,933.86 with a 4.6% loss ethereum in second place settling at $612.23 with a 5.3% loss third place xrp settling at 48 cents with a 14% loss and fourth place tether Settling at $1 with a 0.1% gain. Fifth place, Litecoin. Settling at $104.34 with a 10.1% loss. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash. Settling at $313.56 with a 14.7% loss. Seventh place, Chainlink. Settling at $12.41 with a 5.6% loss. Eighth, eighth place, Cardano. Settling at $0.15 cents with a 3% loss. Ninth place, Finance coin settling at $32.51 with, with an 8.3% loss. And 10th place, Polkadot settling at $4.94 with a 4.6% loss. Alright, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at $649.3 billion, down by 4.3%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies, which I just did. Nice. Alright, before we get started with the news, I am using a new microphone, which I'm testing out. Seems like uh, i got to be right in front of it to capture some good audio. Test, 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 test,
Satoshi. Uh, I guess I got to be right in front of it. It's nice too because it's 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 my first real microphone. And here here's a here's a funny uh, blooper. Literally right before recording this podcast, right before like like ten seconds before that, I dropped my microphone. <laughs> it wasn't properly balanced and it was leaning too far forward, and it just fell off the desk. It slammed on the ground and it did not sound good. So. Um, it's a Rode microphone, so I'm, I'm assuming it's very heavy duty. So <laughs> I think a few a few bumps. I hope hopefully just one little bump is good enough for it. So we'll leave it at that. All right, now let's get started. First news coming in from Matt Husey. Bitcoin's blistering run cools, but investors continue to pour in. It was going to happen at some point, right? Bitcoin. You know what? I don't like the way this microphone is off. Here, let me see if I can move this. Oops, oops, oops. I'm doing this on the fly. Let's see, turn this off. How's that look? Oh, 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 okay, here we go. Sorry about that little blooper. Okay, here we go. It was going to happen at some point, right? Bitcoin's blistering run from $4,700 in March this year to a peak above $18,000 yesterday hit a wall. The price pulled back 4% quickly to settle below $17,500 for now. But the market watchers have been quick to highlight that this is all part of the Bitcoin experience. Peter Brandt took to took to Twitter to point out that during the last bull market from 2015-2017, there were no fewer than nine market corrections in the run-up to the mythical $20,000 all-time high. This year, however, there have been just two, suggesting there may be more to come. But Bitcoin investors' plan B said this time things were different. He, she, they argued that the topsy-turvy volatility of old is unlikely to trip up investors this time due to a change in who is buying BTC. The surge in investments from Wall Street and other financial hubs gives this bull run a distinctively more corporate feel, feeling feeling the surge of new Bitcoin addresses being created. Nice. I like that. All right. Next news. Written by Renee Millman and Jason Nelson. How to buy Bitcoin with PayPal 2020 update. I like this microphone. In November 2020, PayPal announced that all account holders in the U.S. would be able to buy and sell cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, through its platform. The news followed its announcements in October 2020 that it would introduce options for cryptocurrency buying and selling through a partnership with Paxos Crypto Brokerage. PayPal will allow purchases of Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin within the PayPal digital wallet. We are pleased to announce that all that all eligible PayPal account holders in the U.S. can now buy, hold, and sell cryptocurrencies directly with PayPal, the company said in a brief statement, which added that the users in the United States will soon be able to use cryptocurrencies to buy products from its 26 million merchants worldwide. Payments will be converted into fiat at point of sale. In the first half of 2021, the feature will roll out a will roll out to select international markets. Nice. Very nice. Good, 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 good. What I don't like about it, and I think I mentioned this on a podcast um, earlier, was that PayPal is a full custodial holder of your cryptos. So that means you don't ever actually own those cryptos. You know, not your keys, not your coins, right? PayPal holds those keys all the time. So it is what it is. Next news, written by Scott Cipollino. Craig writes, billion dollar Bitcoin trial delayed until April 2021. The ongoing legal battle between the Clayman 
family and Craig Wright over 1.1 million Bitcoin over 19 billion dollars today has been pushed back until April 5th 2021 a court document shows that pretrial deadlines for objections are now listed with a deadline of March 16 2021 Okay, all right, leave it at that. Next news, ran by Sharyuwa Malwa, 30 Japanese firms to test out a digital yen. A group of consisting a group of consisting of Japanese biggest firms such as three big banks, brokerages, and retailers will engage in a pilot to issue a private and widely accepted digital yen as per news outlet Reuters today. The project will start in 2021. All right, nice. Oops, I forgot to... Uh, I forgot to uh, put my phone on silent. <laughs> Next news written by Scott Chiplina. Crypto exchange OKX to reopen Bitcoin withdrawals. Crypto exchange OKX has announced it will resume with withdrawals from November 27, 2020, following a temporary suspension that began on October 16th. The halt on withdrawals came to the exchange's founder, Xing uh, Ming-shi, was taken away by the police. The temporary absence of withdrawals was a major talking point for the Chinese crypto community, but now the major exchange is set to resume normal business practices. Okay, next news. Written by Liam Frost. Crypto token mania started five years ago today. Exactly five years ago on November 19th, 2015, Vitalik Buterin and Fabian Volgesteller co-authored the ERC-20, a new standard for Ethereum-based tokens that once would lead to the biggest blockchain funding boom in history. Over the years, the token standard paved the way for some of the network's biggest achievements. These were from the 2017 initial coin offerings, ICO, boom to today's decentralized finance, DeFi industry, DeFi industry, Ethereum's latest killer app. The ERC-20 standard was designed to bring a, the myriad of different user-created tokens on Ethereum to a common denominator while developers were de deploying their tokens even prior to the ERC-20's creation. It was becoming increasingly difficult for the projects to interact with each other. Thus, a unified set of rules was required. Since then, some of the ERC-20-based tokens have become widely popular and even entered the top charts amid other crypto. For example, EOS, Tron, and VeChain were initially launched as ERC-20 tokens before moving to their own respective blockchains. All right, we'll leave it at that. Next news. Written by Scott Chaplina. Global Bitcoin futures, futures reach six-month high above $50 billion. The global Bitcoin future market has hit a six-month high of $52 billion, as noted by Market Insight platform Unfolded. Bitcoin futures allow investors to gain an exposure to Bitcoin without having to actually hold any Bitcoin itself. Much like any future futures contracts for a traditional asset, Bitcoin futures are speculative investments about the future price and value of Bitcoin. And right now, they're booming. According to the data from CoinAnalyze.net, the Bitcoin futures market hit $52 billion on November 18, 2020. This milestone follows a steadily steady increase in volume over the... Jeez Louise. What is going on? Okay, I got it. <laughs> on October 18, 2020, the market total was at $4.5 billion before increasing to $30 billion and $38 billion on October 21st and November 5th, respectively. This increase also represents a huge 1,055% percent, percent percentages. Why would they do that? That's weird. Increase over the last month. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Next news. Next news. Written by Liam Frost. Support for Bitcoin's taproot upgrade surges to 45%. Wow. 
F2 pool, the largest Bitcoin mining pool that currently provides around 17% of the blockchain's total hash power has been listed on the Taproot activation website, signaling its support for Bitcoin's protocol upgrade proposal, Taproot. With the addition of F2 pool Taproot, which aims to improve the network's privacy and efficiency, has now gained the combined support of miners responsible for 45% of the Bitcoin's hash power. This means it's just 6% away from reaching a majority. Taproot is a protocol upgrade proposed originally developed by well-known Bitcoin contributor Greg Maxwell, Peter Woolley, and Andrew Polestra. It builds upon Schnorr signatures and Merkel's Merkelized abstract syntax trees to improve the privacy, efficiency, and flexibility of Bitcoin scripts. Without delving into too many technical details, Taproot makes complex Bitcoin transactions appear as regular transfers on the blockchain. Let's see if I can... uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Never mind. Never mind. Let's not go into the details. That's for another episode. All right. Next news written by... I need to silence my phone. Next news... I keep saying it, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> Next news written by Daniel Phillips. What stops the Fed from buying up Bitcoin? Bitcoin has been called many things. Digital gold, a store of value, and a cryptocurrency. And a currency. Indeed, it is now the sixth largest world currency when its market capitalization is compared to the M0 money supply of fiat currencies. Of course, it's still small potatoes when compared to the US dollar, the world's reserved currency, as its current market capitalization of $250 billion. Bitcoin represents just a tiny fraction of the $18.87 trillion US dollars circulating supply. However, however, given that Bitcoin's market capitalization has multiplied 20-fold in the last four years and 100-fold in the last seven years, it isn't an unrealistic projection to imagine it could one day rival that of the US dollar. Wow. That's crazy. Imagine that 10 years from now. Wow, Bitcoin's going to be on top. Next news written by Will Gutzengen. Bitcoin will face more regulations as payment method, SEC Chairman. In an interview on CNBC this morning, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton reiterated that he does not believe Bitcoin is a security, but suggests that more regulation could be still on the way from other federal agencies. Clayton told CNBC that Bitcoin more resembles a store of value and a payment mechanism that that it does a security and that and that inefficiencies is currently traditional payments mechanisms both domestically and internationally are boosting Bitcoin's growth, but he also warned that as Bitcoin becomes more popular and it could become further regulated as a payment method, I think we're going to see this mature and I think we're going to see more regulation around the payment space, said Clayton. The outgoing SEC chairman was responding to questions from Squawk Box host Andrew Ross Scorton, who also recently interviewed JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon. In that interview, Dimon said Bitcoin is not his cup of tea and chalked his skepticism up to the government regulations. My experience with the government is that they can regulate whatever they want whenever they feel like it, he said. And Bitcoin is worth $200 billion. If it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it will be regulated. All right, leave it at that. Next news, written by Xiao Kong. Why China's retail investors are missing the Bitcoin boat. It feels like a carnival on Twitter ever since Bitcoin broke from the $12,000 ceiling and steadily marching as high as $18,000. That jolly atmosphere, however, is missing from the crypto circles of WeChat and Weibo, Twitter's Chinese equivalent. Why isn't the Chinese crypto community joining in Western comrades to celebrate the rally? The answer could be that Chinese investors have completely missed the boat and can only watch the price go up with empty bags. 
Wah, wah, wah. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Ethereum addresses holding at least one ETH hits all-time high. The number of Ethereum addresses holding at least one ETH, approximately $476 today, hit an all-time high. According to data from metrics site Glassnode, Glassnode today tailed up 1,170,598 addresses. Things took off for Ethereum this year during the summer's bull run. That's because Ethereum is the backbone of decentralized finance, a raft of financial products such as lending protocols and exchanges, into which investors have pledged $13 billion as of today. Per metric site DeFi Pulse. Alright, leave it at that. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. After a $6 million hack, Value DeFi turns to Chainlink for help. Value DeFi, the yield farming decentralized finance protocol that last Saturday lost $6 million after someone exploited a vulnerability with its unaudited centralized price oracle today integrated Chainlink, a decentralized oracle network. Value DeFi's exploit took place the day after launch of its multi-stable vault, a new financial product project designed to shift investors' money around different DeFi protocols to maximize profits. Someone managed to manipulate the price of the token of its value through the flash loans in an instant loans issued from Aave, a DeFi loan protocol, and then buy those tokens at a discounted rate. The hack relied on the, on the, on the centralized price feed to confirm prices in the vault, making it vulnerable to manipulation. So the team decided to, decided to decentralize its price oracle to stop this from happening again. It chose Chainlink. Alright, Link Marines to the rescue. Next news, written by Will Gatsingen. Ethereum-based Origin puts $1 million bounty on OUSD hacker. The Ethereum-based stablecoin OUSD was hacked earlier this week, resulting in a loss of around $7 million, according to a blog post from the coin issuer's Origin Protocol. Now the company is offering a reward for anyone who can identify the attackers. We are offering a bounty of $1 million USD to anyone that supplied substantial information or evidence leading to the return of the customer's fund wrote Origin Protocol co-founder Josh Fraser in an, uh, in an update to the company's original post. Alright, there you go. If you want $1 million, just talk to them. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. Crypto game Axie Infinity raises $860,000 from token sale. Axie Infinity, a, lean, a lend... Let's do that again. Axie Infinity, a leading Ethereum-based crypto game that draws influences from the likes of Pokemon and Tamagotchi announced today that it has raised $860,000 in a strategic AXS governance token sale. Delphi Digital Arca, Spark, and other contributors to this contributed to the sale. The AXS token was officially launched earlier this month on Binance and Uniswap, and according to CoinGecko, it has risen from the price of around 12 cents to the current price of just under 47 cents. Axie Infinity users Ethereum non-fungible tokens, NFTs to represent collectible creatures in the game, which are probably scarce. One especially rare Axie NFT sold for 300 ETH earlier this month, or approximately $130,000 at the time of sale. Wow, that is money. Next news, <clears throat> written by Jeff Benson. Supply drought is driving up the price of Bitcoin. Chainalysis. At the end of the day, price 
Prices in free markets typically come down to two factors, supply and demand. So it should be no surprise that Bitcoin's recent surge from under $12,000 a month nearly a year ago to $18,000 today is a result of a strong demand amid depressed supply. But who wants it and why exactly can't they get enough? New research from blockchain analytics firm Chainalysis indicates that institutional investors are primarily to thank or blame depending on your perspective. I blame them for for the supply drugs. I, I want more. I want more sets. Yeah, come on, give it to me. For the supply of drought and subsequent price increase, while the total supply of Bitcoin grows every day, as more is mined, the actual amount of available available to buy depends on whether holders want to sell or trade it. Wrote in a blog post today. Currently, 77% of all 14.8 million Bitcoin have been mined, but not presumed lost. Are in illiquid wallets, which is classified as a wallet that has sent less than 25% of Bitcoin they've ever received. All right, next news written by Matt Husey. Live Filecoin, past, present, and future. Our exclusive Around the Campfire event with Filecoin team is now live. You can watch the event here or click on the link below. Okay. This is one of the most. This is one of the first opportunities for members of the Filecoin team to speak publicly on the company's recent mainnet launch and share their thoughts on the on the where Filecoin will go next. Speakers around the campfire include Juan Bennett, CEO of Filecoin, Josh Quitner, editorial director of Decrypt, Angie Lau, CEO of Forecast.News, Paul Shuang, 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 director of technology and innovations, Knight Foundation, Molly McKinley, Mac. McKinley, McKinley, senior senior product manager of Filecoin. Okay, what? What? That was it? That was not. I guess they want us. They really want us to click the link. All right, click the link. Next news, right by Jose Antonio Lance. Ethereum flowing out of exchange and into smart contracts. The Ethereum ecosystem in 2020 has witnessed a DeFi explosion that has helped push the price of ETH up while launching potentially profitable new tokens. But now traders have to ask. What to do with all the ETH now that its price is going up and DeFi protocols have come back to life? The answer, just keep doing the same thing. According to Glassnode data, the amount of Ethereum held in exchanges has been declining since the end of July 2020. Meanwhile, the percentage of Ethereum deposited in smart contracts where it can potentially generate interest in DeFi protocols has been rising since June. In the course of a few months, the supply of ETH sitting in smart contracts went from 11% to 17%, whereas ETH in exchange from 19,000 ETH to 15,500. Until last month, that is, October showed a slight variation while ETH con continued to leave the, the centralized exchange. The number of deposited to smart contracts remained relatively stable. DeFi stopped growing. Pedro Febrero, the founder of Bit BitYond, BitYond, oh nice, BitYond, and research at Quantum Economics told Decrypt, What I suspect is happening is the same thing that is going, to, is going on with Bitcoin. Essentially, we're noticing a growing number of coins being taken out of the exchange into private wallets. He continued, most likely these entities have no interest in selling in the short term. All right, last news of the day, written by Jeff Benson. Bigger than Netflix, Filecoin hits one exabyte of storage. In a fireside chat, as part of the Crips Around the Campfire series, Protocol Lab CEO and founder Juan Bennett indicates indicated the Filecoin network is ex exceeding expectations for large-scale storage. Filecoin, which took in $200 million 
from a 2017 ICO launch in October of this year, according to Bennett. Since then, the decentralized blockchain network for renting out and borrowing and borrowing computer storage has reached one exabyte of storage capacity, about the size of a Dropbox when it's filled when it's filled its IPO in 2018. Being able to reach a scale to compete with and contend with the traditional cloud is something that many people said was impossible, said Bennett. When we first set out to do this, so many people laughed at us and laughed at me directly, saying you'll never get a decentralized network to exceed a few petabytes, maybe 10 petabytes, and now we're passing one exabyte. For those who, lo- for those who lose track of bytes, as soon as they get any higher than what's available on an iPhone, an, an exabyte is a hundred times more than that what people said it was possible, noted Bennett. And that's just the beginning of the network. Wow, that's a good way to end. Awesome. So with that said, Cryptonauts, once again, I greatly, 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 greatly apologize uh, for being so late on these podcasts. I'm doing my best to try to make this computer work. Um, it's, it's a hit and miss. Sometimes it's just, it's just frustrating. I just said, you know what, forget it. Um, so I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying to put out as much content as I can. Um, yeah. Yeah, so with that said, Cryptonauts, um, hopefully I can see you around on Discord. If not, uh, happy holidays. Holidays, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. It's all around the corner. It's all around the corner. You know, I wish you all the best. And hopefully you've been stacking sets all this year. It's a nice little gift. All right, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.